This is a Locker Room production. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 17 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, here today with my brand new, awesome co-host, Jake Slobodnik. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm a little sleepy, but I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? Good to be back. Good to have you back. I'm doing pretty well. And um, yeah, so basically, we're just going to get into it. Um, Today, the Pirates made what may have been, at least for me, one of, if not the worst defensive blunders in baseball history. I mean, is that is that fair to say, Jake? I mean, that was just terrible. Yeah, it made Bill Buckner look like an MVP caliber defender. Exactly. It made uh, Jose Canseco look like he can catch fly balls. It was that terrible, to be honest. Um, I'll just set the stage real quick. In case in case you live under a rock and haven't seen this play, um, just honestly, you could probably just type in Will Craig play. But basically what happened, it was the uh, top of the third inning. Tyler Anderson pitched today. He actually looked pretty decent, gave up two home runs. But all in all, I mean... This play really derailed everything for the Pirates. But basically, uh, two outs in the inning. Uh, Wilson Contreras was on second base. He hit a single and had stolen second. And Javier Baez was at the plate. Javier Baez hits a ground ball to third base to Eric Gonzalez, cleans it or uh, fields it cleanly as he usually does, throws on to first. The throw is a little bit offline. Will Craig makes the catch, steps off of first base. He uh, obviously does not touch the bag. He's about he's within two feet of the bag. He could have just touched the bag. But Javi Baez, smartly, if you want to call it that, stops. He retreats back to home. And at this point, Will Craig follows him back to home. And I think in Craig's mind, uh, Baez was just eventually going to give himself up and the inning would be over. But Javi Baez gets all the way back to home plate, still has not been tagged. Meanwhile, Wilson Contreras has been running around the bases. He is charging towards home from third. He slides into home. Will Craig panics, throws the ball to the catcher, Michael Perez, who attempts the tag on Contreras. Contreras is safe. Javi Baez then scampers around sneakily to first base. He's safe. Uh... Uh, Perez tried to throw the ball to first. It gets away. Baez gets to second on that play. And then eventually another run is scored because Ian Happ singles him. I mean, (laughs) what the hell, man? What the hell? Jake, I mean, 
what 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 was this? It was probably the absolute definition of the Pirates organization in a handbasket. Uh, the dysfunctionality on the defense today was something really to behold. And um, Will Craig, it's so sad because when he was coming up through the minor leagues, what was the one thing everybody was talking about uh, that everybody wanted to see from him? It was his defense. He was a stellar defender yep. in double A and triple A. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but today he just kind of showed why that really shouldn't be something we look for. Um, I mean, his, his stick hasn't been the greatest lately. So he really, his only saving grace was his glove. And today he's totally, totally screwed that up. One thing I noticed while watching the play, uh, aside from him not realizing that there's two outs, so tagging the base would have just been the easier option. If you watch whenever he's trying to chase Baez home, he pump fakes the ball. <laughs> that, now, when you have somebody in a rundown, whether it's drawn up like it normally is, you know, a, a typical rundown, or you have some weird circumstance like that, that is one thing you never, ever want to do as a defender is pump, the, pump fake the ball. The catcher, if he flips his hand up saying, throw it home, somebody's coming. You throw it home. You don't pump fake and then lob it home, but <laughs> let alone lob it high. So, Will Craig, to, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but today he needs, he needs sent back down to the minors. He is not ready for the majors yet. I, I'm sorry. His, yeah. hitting is not, his, his hitting has not impressed me, and his poor performance defensively today shows me that he is not ready to be up here yet. I would much rather have Eric Gonzalez play first base than Will Craig at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely fair. Um, I just want to say, so, you know, it's tough being a Pirates fan. It really is. Um, you know, me personally, I was born in 1993, so I didn't get to enjoy the uh, early 90s glory of those teams. So the only thing I really have are the three years from 2013 to 2015. We all know they were great. They were awesome, even though they they never got past the divisional round. But that being said, the thing that really struck a nerve with me more than anything about this play was, yeah, Craig made the dumbest mistake possible. And yeah, Javi Baez got to second base on that play. And yeah, it led to two runs for the Cubs. And yeah, even more, the Cubs won by those two runs. Those two runs were the deciding factor. But that being said, that that play happened. They they threw the shot over to Anthony Rizzo and someone else with a goatee. I'm not sure who it was, but the shot over to Anthony Rizzo. And Rizzo is just laughing so hard. He's laughing so hard that he had to bend over and grab his stomach, probably because his abs hurt that bad from laughing so hard. And I'm not saying he wasn't laughing at the Pirates. I'm sure he was just happy for Javi Baez, who, I mean, say what you want, it was the dumbest play ever, but Javi Baez, I mean, he got lucky that it happened, but it still happened because he did what he did. But in that moment when I saw Anthony Rizzo laughing like that, I, I felt, as a Pirates fan... As someone rooting for the Pirates, I felt like he was laughing at me. And I felt like the biggest loser in the world 
that the Pirates in that moment were my favorite baseball team. And I felt so embarrassed. I felt so small. I felt like I was like a middle school kid getting made fun of by the bully and the whole class laughing at me. It's, I mean, that just, that made me more mad than anything. And once again, I know Anthony Rizzo was just happy in the moment, but just the pure joy in his face made me feel so small as a Pirates fan. I just, in the moment, I couldn't take it. And uh, it was just, it was just the worst thing in the world, I swear. Nate, let me ask you a question here. You know those uh, commercials for the ASPCA with Alyssa Milano, and she's saying for a quarter a day you can save a, you can save an animal in need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think she just made a new commercial saying for just a quarter a day you can save a lowly Pirates fan from this damn embarrassing act. Especially after today, that proved it right there. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there is just nothing else to say other than, I, I mean, yeah. You can you can speculate that Rizzo was laughing at Baez for being happy for him because I mean credit to credit to Baez that was fantastic he and that was smart he knew that if he backpedaled and retreated home it would cause a mix up and wouldn't you know you know he wasn't going to get called out as long as he kept the play alive right and that's smart but at the same time I seriously think it's that was one of the moments where Rizzo was laughing at Craig because that is just. I mean, Rizzo is a first baseman himself, so he knows right mm-hmm. there. Craig just completely screwed up there, so I, I, I have a hard time believing that he was favoring Baez in, in, instead of you know making fun of Will Craig. <laughs> I mean, but... Either way, yeah. Let me yeah, ask yeah, you yeah. this. Let me ask you this. So, Will Craig, once again, it's just it's he was so close to the first base bag. He was within two feet, maybe even within one foot. He had to take one step back, and the inning was over. It was over. But so Bias stops. Will Craig chases after him. And do you think in the moment, Will Craig, like, do you think he thought, okay, I'm just going to turn back to first base. I can get the out. Or do you think he's like, well, no, I have to tag. Baez now I look like an idiot if I turn around and go back to first base like what what do you think was going through his mind in that moment before before he eventually got to the plate and then the panic set in and then he made the throw when he made the throw that was the end of it but in the time of him walking Baez back and both of them were just kind of like it was like ah ha ha like you're not giving yourself up yet ha ha but then before the panic of him throwing the ball home what do you think was going through his mind? Like, I, I just – do you think he was too proud to go back to first and tag the base? Because that's what I kind of think. And I would <clears throat> I would err on the side of he was expecting Baez to give himself up. Uh, yeah, me is, too. Which is reasonable. I, I mean, I understand that because normally that's the typical thing a lot of runners do. But Baez is not a typical player. Um, so I think I, – I don't even think tagging the base crossed his mind at all. Because if it did, I think that's what he would have done realizing that there was two outs in the inning, the run wouldn't have scored. But I think that what was on his mind was Baez is either going to give him up or I'm going to catch on to him. Yeah, it's just, it's it's hilarious how, I mean, it's hilarious, it's sad, it's whatever verb you want to use. The, the, the whole internet erupted, and it, it was funny on Twitter. I mean, uh, there were two outs was trending, and it might still be trending, um, every national media outlet saw the play. They all had a comment on the play. 
it's just this is the attention that the Pirates get. <laughs> this is their 15 minutes of fame nationally that they get. It's just it's just sad right now. This team has this team has lost six straight games. They're one in nine in their last ten. Uh, they're six and twenty since being uh, twelve and eleven at the end of April. They're now just a half game up on having the worst record in the whole damn league. And uh, this this is just the epitome right now of Pirates baseball. And I mean. Let me ask you this. If you're Eric Gonzalez, and Eric Gonzalez deserves zero blame whatsoever, he made the play, he threw it in the vicinity of first base, the ball was caught, the inning should have been over. But if you're Eric Gonzalez, do you at least feel like a tad bit bad that you didn't throw the ball directly to first base? And if he would have just had a normally good throw, none of this would have ever happened. Would you feel a little bit bad, even though it's not your fault at all? But, I mean... It, it's it was a contributing factor. Yeah, I would definitely put some of the weight on my shoulders uh, after that throw. Two outs. I, Baez, I didn't think was really contesting his arm at first. Like he wasn't trying to sprint it out or anything. Because no. when Craig caught it, he had lots of space before first base. So uh, I I would feel bad if I was Gonzalez because you had plenty of time to make that throw. It was a routine grounder. There was no reason. You know, didn't have to throw off balance or anything. And considering Gonzalez is one of the more reliable defenders on the Pirates team, that's I've heard Gonzalez's name come up whenever you talk about solid defenders for the Pirates this season. Gonzalez's name always comes up, and I I get that you have bad games sometimes, but like that, that is just inexcusable. Routine grounder to third, you got to make that throw to first. You cannot throw it to the side. You can't. You can't make it off target. so if I was Gonzalez, I would definitely take some of that on my shoulders. And honestly, he should, too. I, ho- I hope that he does feel bad, and I hope him and Will had a <laughs> strong conversation after. Yeah. It is funny because, you know, before Will Craig made the uh, mental mistake of doing what he did, it actually kind of was like an athletic play to be like, oh, wait, no, I have time. I can step off the bag, catch the ball first and then make a decision from there rather than, you know, trying to make a super long stretch, keeping your foot on the bag when you don't need to. It's just that when he left the bag and made the catch, that's when uh, that's when things went terribly, terribly wrong. And I just I cannot get I can't get Anthony Rizzo's laughter, his face, his pure look of happiness I can't shake it right now, and it's really making me feel terrible. It's making me feel like probably the worst. I mean, the worst I've ever felt as a Pirates fan were those back-to-back wild card losses where they just never stood a chance and got just you know crushed basically in both of them. Offensively, they didn't do a thing, but you know, regular season, just that not I don't think anything has ever made me feel more bad in terms of like I'm embarrassed to to watch this team. <laughs> I just can't get over it. Yeah, I I I I can't either. I mean that's a good comparison with the wild card losses, I agree with that, but this certainly takes the cake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean obviously the wild card losses felt bad for a different reason cuz we thought the team was actually good, but this this just made me feel bad as in like 
I felt like you, the way you feel bad when someone makes you feel bad. <laughs> this um, is the type of I, bad. I, I can think of something else. Let's hear it. The Archer trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true as well. Just that's seeing, another uh, one. In the moment, I remember when the trade happened. Obviously, I, I, I have always been a giant glass now believer. But in the moment, I was like, eh, all right, like whatever. And then, yeah. It, by that off season, it was apparent that things had gone terribly, terribly wrong. And that trade was not that trade was probably the worst trade of the decade, to be honest. And yeah, um, but I think I think this play uh, reigns supreme in the Pirates Hall of Infamy. It really does because it's one thing if the team, you know, if the Pirates weren't so bad, it wouldn't it wouldn't be so bad. Like if they were five hundred right now, and like you know kind of decent it would just be like holy crap that was like the worst play but it just this play just perfectly uh it perfectly plays into the whole pirates like just who they are that's just who they are people saw that play and they're like ah of course it was the pirates that did that did that like if the brewers did that we'd be like oh wow that was what a crazy, terrible play by yep. the Brewers. That's crazy. But because the Pirates did it, it just plays into the Pirates are a joke and everyone knows they're a joke and everyone got their jokes off. I mean, Pirates fan themselves. Like, good for us. We're able to joke about it ourselves. But it just kind of hurts a little more when literally everyone, everyone can laugh at you <laughs> and laugh at your team. And uh, yeah, it's just... It's just it's sadness. It's straight sadness. Yeah, I mean, we laugh at our team enough. We don't need the whole world doing it too. Exactly, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, so the Pirates, eighteen and thirty-one, got swept by the Cubs. And you know what? The other sad part about this too is they had a chance to win this game. Mm-hmm. They finally hit some home runs. I mean, Reynolds and Polanco went back-to-back. Michael Perez hit a home run, too. In the eighth inning, another underrated, terrible play that happened in this game was uh, Adam Frazier hits ball up the middle. Javi Baez yep. throws the ball away. And uh, Frazier, if he just stays at first, the Pirates have first and third. No outs. But no, Adam Frazier, who I swear – He's been hitting the crap out of the ball this year. Great for him, but I swear the guy has more freaking toot blands than anyone in this league. If I didn't nickel for every toot bland that Frazier has had this year, I would probably have a full Bitcoin or some shit. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, so yeah, instead of having first and third no outs, they have one out, a man on third, and then they don't score. And they can't tie the game up. And the Cubs, you know, add on another run and the pirates lose five to three because of those two runs, but also because of that too. It's just the thing I guess that is frustrating about this team is, I mean, nobody expected them to be good whatsoever, but at least when they were winning a little bit early in the season, I remember saying this, I, I, I was, I was happy because it was like, Oh yeah. Like Derek Shelton, he's got the, he's got the boys playing clean baseball, decent defense, you know, not a ton of base running mistakes, but lately it's just not only are they bad, but they're they're sloppy. They're sloppy and bad, and that's the worst kind of bad. At least before, you know, they made the plays. The pitching was decent. We knew the hitting would struggle. We thought the pitching would struggle, but at least they were clean. Whenever you watch a team that's, you know, 
unclean and makes mistakes, mental mistakes, colossal sport defining mental mistakes of a play that's never been seen before mental mistakes it just adds another element of frustration and once again like i said i mean it just plays perfectly into who the pirates are and that sucks yeah uh going to that going back to that frazier play i don't know what's up with him lately but he's making a lot of base running gaffes which is so uncanny because or unlike him just because frazier is all around is very very talented but he makes these stupid mistakes time and t- like just just at very random spots and it's sort of it's almost like whenever his talent reaches such a peak that gets everybody looking at him he does something so careless to yeah. make everybody's opinions of him fall and it's just it's actually when you think about it it's actually not even bad it's actually incredible that he can do that it's like i wish i could flip a switch from going to absolutely awesome to sucking so like not so bad but like you know you know just having those moments where people look at you and go oh so it must have just been a fluke like i i don't get that but like yeah i mean when you're in a close game like that you need to play smart baseball i mean this has been the subject of the show so far playing smart baseball and frazier adds right up in there granted he didn't he didn't pull will craig but still you don't Mm -hmm. you you gotta be conservative on the base path when you're down by was it were they down by two at that time or by one? they were down by one at that point okay so so he doesn't get that out he could potentially come across as a tying run and who knows we could be telling a whole different story saying the pirates made up for the will craig play but sadly that's not to be we're talking about this we're talking about all the mistakes instead of the good things um but even the good things there are still like a lot of questions about like michael perez like i know I, I don't i don't mean to get off topic here but Perez hits that home run to right. Well, where the hell's his bat all game? Like, he, he always seems to deliver in garbage time. Like, he can't ever come through in the clutch. I don't understand. Yeah, I think he has, like, six hits this year, and three of them are home runs. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, he's still hitting 109. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, he had a home run, but, yeah, I mean, it didn't really, didn't really help the cause that much. But, I mean, yeah, it is funny. Like, the offense has just been so – dreadful lately mm-hmm. so unbearable to watch and today they finally they get three home runs and you're like wow three home runs that's i mean good for the pirates that's i'm not gonna look it up but i would guess that's a season high all of them are solo shots and uh i mean they went back to back which was nice but yeah they finally you know get a little bit of offense reynolds has two hits frazier has two hits but it's just it's it is uh Everything is everything's kind of going wrong right now. I mean, yes. they, this month has just been dreadful. I mean, it they're regressing to their mean definitely for sure. I mean, like let's be real, their over under from Vegas at the beginning of the season was fifty nine and a half wins. So I mean, they were never going to be like a five hundred team or good or competitive whatsoever. But lately, it's just been it has been unbearably bad. And it's been like pathetically bad. It's been, it's been sad. It's been, it has just been the worst. What, what did you think about, uh, what did you think about Derek Shelton's comments after the game? Basically, I mean, doing what a manager should do, kind of taking the blame, but like, you can't take the blame for a play like that. That just comes off as so, uh, that comes off is it's like, that's not real. Like, you can't possibly take the blame for that play. 
a little league coach couldn't take the blame for that play. And he's like, yeah, it'll never happen again. No crap. It'll never happen again. There will never be another play like that ever again in the history of the sport. <laughs> like, it's just, what did you think about his comments? Well, I mean, he was honest at least, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Um, I commend him for trying to take at least some of the blame off of Will Craig's shoulders because to Derek Shelton, Will Craig is still young. He's still impressionable. He can still be, he's still coachable. So I think, so I think Shelton took it upon himself to put, to place the blame on his shoulders just because he's more, he's acting more of a mentor and who knows, maybe for all we know, Shelton was telling him to, you know, chase Baez down who that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what Shelton was saying as that play was going on and from the sounds of it he's he's kind of admitting that he did tell Craig or he didn't tell Craig to touch first so I can see that I'm kind of glad that Shelton at least has some form of accountability when it comes to something going wrong especially with his team but you are right you can't really it's Will Craig's fault you can't blame Shelton for this like the come on Shelton has made some mistakes but if he thinks that he's going to be the scapegoat every time the Pirates get into trouble, he's got another thing coming because that's just not going to happen. Fans these days are too realistic, and they will be seriously honest with you, no matter how good or how bad it is. Managers can't cover this shit up like they used to. And by cover it up, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but I mean, like, Shelton can't place the blame on himself to make Will Craig look better. That's just not – that's just impossible nowadays. So um, where I'm going with this – I respect that Shelton did it. I don't think it's going to sting any less for Craig. And really, no one can blame Shelton for that. The only thing you can really blame him for is not telling Craig to go to first. Um, I mean, what's he going to do? What, is he going to pull Craig immediately in the, or immediately following the play? Some may say, yes, he should have, but he's a manager and he's got a, he's got a reputation too. So, I mean, Shelton's a players guy. He knows how to communicate with his players, knows how to communicate with the media, knows how to talk, and he's he's all around a good guy. But Shelty, buddy, you can't take blame for this, dude. That's that is all, Craig. Like, holy crap! Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, obviously, like he's the manager. He's not going to shit on his own player, and like he he uh, he's not going to like you know say anything about Craig whatsoever but I guess for me it just kind of uh it kind of came off as insecure I mean uh insincere sorry that he 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 took the blame for that and said this will never happen again blah 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 blah. but yeah I mean like it it is all it's just it'll just go down as one of like I really think you know we always, we as people, we like to overreact and say, that was the greatest play ever. That was the greatest this. That was the worst that. But I truly believe that we will look back and say 10 years and say, that was one of the craziest, worst plays ever. Just in terms, oh, like, yeah. just one of the biggest um, bloopers. That'll go down as a top five blooper of all time. I think. Oh, yeah. I I plan on showing that clip to my grandkids when I'm older. (laughs) Yeah. And saying, this is how you don't play baseball. I was listening. I didn't didn't see it live, 
I was listening on the radio and, um, I mean, immediately, like I, I flipped to Twitter, I was driving around, I flipped to Twitter and I just, everyone, everyone, that is the worst play I've ever seen. What was that play? I've never seen a play like that. That has to be the worst play of all time. Everyone knew right away. It was just crazy. And then me, my first reaction was, oh my God, like I need, I need to see video of this. And then I saw the video and like, usually, you know, usually I, I would be like, oh yeah, like you're real. Come on. It wasn't that bad. Everyone's overreacting. No. Like when I saw the video at first, I, I was like, holy crap. I share everyone's opinion. That was one of the craziest worst plays of all time. And it's funny too, because people saw that play and their first reaction, it seemed like a lot of the national people's first reaction was like, holy crap, Javi Baez, what an amazing play. He's a magician. He's so awesome. He's so smart. And he is. I mean, like, he does yeah. deserve a tad bit of credit for, like we said, staying alive, keeping the play going. But I think once everyone saw and realized that there were two outs in the inning, that's when that's when everyone's like, holy crap, that is that is terrible. That is awful. That is yeah. Yeah, I saw the um I saw the clip on Twitter and it was like right after it happened. But they dubbed Joe Block's radio call yeah. over top of it. And my first thought wasn't immediately to Will Craig. My first thought was if you piss Joe Block off during yeah. the broadcast, one you know you done fucked up. Like that's <laughs> That guy is one of the calmest souls I've ever seen, even when it gets really tough. But Blocky was pissed. He was. That's honestly the maddest I've ever heard him on a broadcast. And, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I make fun of Joe Block because he is the eternal optimist. And he's the type of guy who'll tweet these stats like, mm-hmm. oh, in his last four at-bats, Gregory Polanco's two hits and is hitting five hooks. Like, not that exactly. But things like that these super short sample size stats that put the pirates in a good light. And it's kind of like trying too hard, but yeah, block was just, he, he was, he was pissed. He was really pissed and it was pretty, it was awesome to hear. I will say both calls were really enjoyable. Uh, Greg Brown's call was pretty good too, because it was funny as Craig was uh, running Baez back to home plate. He's like, Oh, (laughs) he like, he kind of laughed. He's like, Oh, like, yeah here it goes and then and then whenever hell broke loose it was just like holy shit he was just as surprised as the rest of us (laughs) and uh it was just it was insane i need to really insane i need to watch his clip because i've only i I just i just really admired the block and young call young can i just say kevin young is like a very underrated color analyst i like him every broadcast he's on i don't know why but i just love him in caps Today, yeah, today was the first day I actually heard Kevin Young call a game, and uh, I didn't think he was too bad. He's very chill, for sure. And I think Matt Caps is also – he's been phenom- phenomenal this year. I really like him as well. Um, I think – all right, before we wrap things up, I just want to just want to look ahead a little bit. This weekend, the Pirates will have a chance to win some games. They have the Colorado Rockies coming to town. The Rockies, who are 19-32. and 32. Pirates, as I said, are 18 and 31. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I mean, pitching matchup wise, let's see. Tomorrow we have, what do we have tomorrow? 
We got Mitch Keller and John Gray. Eh, we'll see. And then Saturday, we have JT Brubaker and Austin Gomber, who actually has been kind of good, so that might not be great for the Pirates. And then Sunday, Pirates, I don't know they will have Kyle Freeland. Um, will the Pirates win a game this weekend? What do you think? Um, I want to say yes, but I've also been proven wrong before. I know we're not going to win tomorrow with Keller on the hill. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, if we're if we're going to win a game, I'm, I'm sorry. I am. I do not like Mitch Keller at all. I don't think he's got any. Um, I don't think. I don't think there's anything behind his pitches. He throw. He leaves him over the heart of the plate. He is just not a good pitcher. I'm sorry, but I I think Saturday's matchup with Brubaker. I think that's the one that we could win despite Gomber pitching well this season. Brubaker is just on another realm this season. So I, I, I'm going to say Saturday will be the day we win. Okay, yeah, a little Brubaker uh, bounce back. I like that. Um, yeah, that's – I, I – baseball's weird. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that somehow the Pirates win two out of three. And it won't be pretty. And there's probably going to be like a two to one game in there where we still like we don't feel good about it because the Pirates' offense still sucks so bad. But uh, mm-hmm. I think the Pirates are. I think they're going to squeeze out two wins this weekend, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think that's a good place to wrap things up, though. Uh, Jake Slobodnik, where do we find you on Twitter? You find me at underscore radio Jake if you see the A A V I like you see here in uh, locker room, and you'll know it's me. Awesome, Radio Jake. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. And as always, follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. For Jake and me, Nathan, that'll do it for uh, episode 17 of Talk to Plank. Jake, thank you. It was a a fun first show for the two of us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on again, and I can't wait to do more down the road. For sure. Hopefully the Pirates can pick things up a little bit and uh, give us happier things to talk about and much, (laughs) much, much less embarrassment. Yep. Hopefully we can talk the plank more than walk the plank. Exactly. Alrighty, folks. Thank you, as always. I hope you all have a great rest of your days and peace.